Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 90, a very special listener feedback-only episode. everybody and welcome back to the weekly loss podcast it's thursday afternoon on march 29th 2007 and i'm here at home in my podcast studio recording for you a very special episode of the weekly loss podcast a listener feedback only show oh my goodness is my inbox just filled with wonderful just wonderful voicemails from all the gspn listeners out there that have called in over the last week or so And I want to apologize that I have not gotten to these earlier. Just so many different things going on in the GSPN World Studios headquarters here in uh, lovely Hebron, Kentucky. And today we're going to get to all of these feedback options or items in my inbox. And we're going to start with the newest stuff first. So let's go ahead and uh, just run right through these as quickly as possible because I do have to get back to work. You know, I only got to... So much time for lunch, and I might have to actually eat something today, too. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, we're going to start off with some feedback uh, regarding, let's see, expose. So let's see what folks had uh, said when they called in. Thanks. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hello, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Dane calling from Milwaukee. Been a really long time since I've called. Apologize to you. Been super, super busy. Haven't missed many of the podcasts. But you know, after tonight's episode of Cliff and Stephanie, I just had to give a call. You know, watching loss for going on full a full three years. I've never actually lost sleep by watching loss because I was troubled by the ending. The ending of the show. The last thing you see is dirt being shoveled on your face. Finally, Cliff, I want to wrap up with this. You know what I'm going to say. We saw Ethan. And what did we see Ethan wearing? A Wisconsin sweatshirt. What's up with that? Hey, have a great day, guys. All right, bye. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Rodimus Ben. Um, I just wanted to make a couple comments on Expose. Uh, first of all, in regards to the uh, the repeated comments of Sawyer about not knowing Nikki, uh, I really think that that was just sort of a, uh, a in joke to the fans, um, you know, who because these characters appeared out of nowhere, that it was sort of a running gag for Sawyer to be saying, "Who are you? Who are you?" Um, I don't think there was any more meaning than that, and which leads me to my next comment, which was sort of that you know, leading up to this episode. There was a lot of speculation about, you know, time travel and whether Nikki and Paolo had a play, replaced um, Boone and Shannon or, 
even some people had said Rosen Bernard. And I think that's sort of uh, a case of the fans sort of overthinking an episode. And I, I think maybe the producers are slightly to blame for that because they kept saying that, oh, you know, Mickey and Paula are going to be these iconic characters and everybody's going to, they're going to redeem themselves with this episode, which I think they partially did. I, I think that the intention of the, the writers with this episode was just to sort of show that, um, that things happen on the island that we're not privy to. You know, just because we sort of follow 12 to 14 core characters doesn't mean that, that interesting things don't happen to the other survivors uh, on the island. Um, which I thought was kind of neat. It actually reminded me of a Star Trek The Next Generation episode called Lower Decks, which showed daily life on the Enterprise from the perspective of these low-ranking officers. And so for that, I enjoyed it. You know, it's sort of a single-episode experimental type thing. Um, I enjoyed the episode. I was a little disappointed. I, I really thought that they were going to reveal that Nikki and Paolo had something to do with the others, and it might explain a, a few long-standing questions like, you know, how Ethan could drag two people away and how he could hang Charlie up so fast. And, you know, I thought, well, may oh, maybe we'll find out that Nikki and Paolo had something to do with that. So I was a little disappointed about that. But overall, I thought it was a good episode. Um, very creepy, disturbing ending. Probably one of the creepiest and most disturbing endings in Lost. Um, that's just a, a really <laughs> terrible way to go. But... Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. Well, uh, stay lost, and I hope to see you on Friday for the live broadcast. Hey, it's just Andrew from Utah. Um, sorry my voice is rough. I'm kind of under the flu. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to mention that in The Man from Tallahassee, when Locke supposedly blew up the sub, he came back wet. Do you think that he got in the sub, drove it down a few rivers or something, and, and hit it? Um, and then blew something else up. I'm assuming maybe he wants to get everyone who wants to get off the island off and him stay. Um, maybe that's why he wasn't so mad when he looked at Jack or Jack looked at him mad. I don't know. Just wanted to get your feelings on that. Um, talk to you guys later. Awesome podcast. Bye. Hey, it's Andrew from Salt Lake City again. I just wanted to call and let you guys know that that song that Nikki was dancing to was by Rex and Effects, and it was called Rump Shaker. Uh, back in the 90s, I would say 93, that was a number one hit, which that song launched the career of, like, a, a singer, rapper, producer, uh, Pharrell Williams, who does, like, um, Gwen Stefani's music, and, and No Doubt, and some other hip-hop artists. But uh, that was a hit back then when I was growing up. Um, I thought it was good for the part. And then, uh, Cliff, I just wanted to say that... Uh, when uh, Paulo flushed the toilet in uh, episode, what, five, I just felt like as many times as we heard you flush the toilet on your podcast, that, that should have gave us a clue that he was not only doing something in there. So I just thought that was kind of funny. I thought it was cool how they revealed that what happened in there when none of us thought anything was happening, but just the stupid part. All right, good podcast. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Uh, hi, this is uh, Solomon from uh, Manhattan, New York. Uh, I was just calling because I just watched the last episode called uh, Expose. It was like a Nikki flashback. Uh, I just calling to say I thought the episode was really weird. I don't know. I don't have an opinion.
about whether it was good or bad. It was just really pretty weird. Uh, I totally called that Nikki and Paolo weren't dead from the beginning of the episode. I knew that there was something going on there because they kept panning to them and it was, you see their eyes were open and it was sort of like like the people were trying to hint that they weren't dead. Um, but when they were buried alive, it really reminded me of Kill Bill, Volume 2, when Uma Thurman's character is alive. And I know that they've made past references, the Lost Guys have made past references to Tarantino with like Pulp Fiction and everything like that. So I think that may have been another Tarantino reference. And that's all I really have this week. Um, still, I'm not sure if it was a good or a bad episode. I'm sort of in the middle on it. Um, so I'll see you later. Bye. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Melinda from Dallas. And I just finished listening to your initial reactions. And man, last night was so good. Um, that whole final scene when Nikki opened her eyes, I was just like, oh my god. Is she going to claw her way out of the sand? Um, anyway, about the spiders in the jungle um, when they came and bit Nikki, Dr. Art earlier had said that if he let that female spider out of the jar, that her pheromones were so strong that every other spider of that kind would immediately swarm to her. So that's what happened. That is why Nikki was bit. It wasn't the smoke monster calling the spiders. So anyway, I thought I would um, comment on that. And you've probably already heard this a few times by now, but oh well, just in case. Anyway, you all have a good day, and God bless. Bye. Hey, Cliff. This is Jeremiah from Pennsylvania, also known as Germs on Twitter. Uh, did anybody else catch that it was like the Scooby-Doo episode last night? You had uh, Hurley as Shaggy, Vincent with Scooby showing the uh, the bodies were still alive underneath the blanket, and then uh, Sawyer would all probably have been Fred, because I always thought Fred was kind of a jerk in that show. All right, uh, good episode. Thanks for your podcast. Bye. Hey, Quiz and Stephanie, this is Jeff Roney from Orange, California, and I just uh, watched the expose last night and I listened to you guys' initial reaction. Now... Season three has been a a roller coaster for me. I have not enjoyed the first set of shows. I thought they were just worthless. And then we started picking up, and then we had Expose. I think the thing that really upset me the most was the cheesy storyline about the uh, spiders that just happened to just kind of crawl up her leg. She didn't know. She didn't see. Were they standing on a spider den? I mean, why were they right there? It was like a magical place. I mean, the only thing I could have said as far as a writer is that he, um, maybe, what's his name, the guy that got blown up on Black Rock, maybe he could have mentioned that these certain spiders like a certain type of plant, and maybe they would have been there. That would have been the only way that I would have bought that whole thing. So, anyway, uh, great show, uh, Mr. Cliff and Stephanie. So... Keep up the great work. See you later. We'll all have to start a AA class or something for uh, Lost once it's over. See you. Bye. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Big O. Uh, just calling in about the uh, 
expose episode that just aired last night. Man, that was a great show. You know, I, uh, I've got a few tiny nitpicks about it, but they're really minor. It's not even worth ranting about. And I'm really surprised because normally if there's not a lot of island mystery, I don't tend to like the episode, but it was just so brilliantly written that I, I loved it. You know, you had Nikki saying, razzle-dazzle. I about fell out of my chair. That was hysterical. And, you know, Hurley with all the, dude, monster. <laughs> I loved every second of it. So, yep, that's it. Have a great show. See ya. Okay, everybody. Thank you very much for all of those awesome feedbacks uh, that we had gotten, voicemails. And uh, I encourage you guys to continue to give us a call at area code 859-759, or no, 859-795-4057. Uh, there may be a change in the future of our phone number. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do now that we're just switching back to a landline and all kinds of things like that. But just be aware that the phone number may change in the future. But the number that I just gave you will continue to come into our personal home line here. And we do have a voicemail set up on that, and and the home line is actually for podcasting only. So don't worry. Go ahead and call us. It's not a big deal. But if, if a little two-year-old picks up the phone, that's probably just McKenna and just say hi to her. Anyway, uh, we do have a couple more uh, voicemails I want to play back-to-back, but these are all regarding uh, previous episodes of Lost, and with each uh, feedback or voicemail, I'm sure you'll be able to identify which episode they're talking about. So uh, with that, let's go over and check out some of these other voicemails. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Amanda calling from Michigan. I hope you're doing well. I'm just getting over some laryngitis, so maybe you'll be able to understand me. But I just want to say I just finished listening to the live, well, obviously not live because it was recorded, but the live podcast, and it sounded like a lot of fun. There's great people who are part of the GSPN network. And it was really exciting to be a part of the final door prize. I love supporting you guys, and I think everyone should send in a couple dollars a week, a month. It's not really that hard. Um, you guys do a great thing. It's fun to be a part of the network, and I'm sure you had a lot more fun than it even sounded like. Um, this week's loss was great. I just called my grandma about it because she watches it, but she doesn't do any research, I'd explain to her what your podcast was. She's never even heard of a podcast. but So she's a casual viewer, and she was very surprised with some of the theories that we had. She had no idea that Claire and Jack were brother and sister, and really seemed surprised about some of the little things that I noticed. So there are casual viewers out there, but I'm really glad I'm not one, so thanks for being a part of that. I hope you're having a great day, and I'm looking forward to Friday's show. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, thank you very much. I'm not going to respond to each one of these because I can already tell by the number of voicemails left that I'm going to be late going back from lunch and food may just not be an option today. But uh, two things I want to mention. The live event was so much more fun than you could possibly imagine. And if you just want to catch a glimpse of what it may have looked like to be there, I just uploaded a very flashy uh uh, oriented kind uh, kind of slideshow. It's got about ten different pictures that flash back and forth, and uh, really uh, gives you a, a, a glimpse into what it looked like that day. Kim's working on uh, trying to find somebody that has a DVC camera so that she can uh, transfer the video footage over to 
to digital footage so that she can start editing our live show, uh, the highlights reel. So that'll be out uh, in the next couple weeks or so. So I'll keep giving you updates on that. And then one other thing, uh, yes, the GSPN monthly supporters, uh, that is really the backbone of everything we do here. If anybody is is, uh, not a contributor to the GSPN monthly support team. It's real simple and it's really inexpensive. Uh, Simply go to gspn.tv and in the menu at the bottom there is a PayPal donate button. If you click on that, it doesn't take you anywhere right away, but it just takes you to a page that explain on our site that explains uh, how you can become a monthly supporter. And believe it or not, just five dollars per month, uh, a monthly do- donation via PayPal means so much to us, especially when we put it with the other folks out there. I think we have about twenty-five or twenty-six different GSPN monthly supporters, and if you could help us out. That would be excellent. So back to the voicemails. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ryan from Idaho. Um, I just literally uh, 30 seconds ago got done watching the episode, and I'm absolutely heart-pounding and floored. Um, All the podcasts I listen to, you know, yourself and Jay and Jack and the Lost Community, all those guys are all talking about not having a bombshell um, and, and you know this whole this whole season really um, until tonight. I mean, literally the best episode ever, in my opinion. Um, uh, everybody thought John Locke was paralyzed from a car accident, but uh, not. And then why in the world are they holding his dad? It's so weird. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to get my two cents in while I was still all hyped up. But uh, hopefully I'll. Uh, you guys in the morning when I download you guys from iTunes. Yeah, see you later. Can't wait till next Wednesday. Bye. Hi, this is Rob from Baltimore. I want to say something about your Italian uh, listeners' uh, theory. I just want to claim it as my own. Um, I posted that under the um, name Ripper at the Lost community um, message board way back in February, February 15th to be exact. Um, If you look at the thread for season three discussion and you look for the um, Flashes Before Your Eyes episode um, and find the first post by Ripper, you'll see it. Um, Also, I'm in the middle of watching Lost and holy crap, Nikki's dead. What the hell is up with that? Oh, sorry. What is up with that? Um, I apologize for the um, foul language. Anyway, uh, just want to claim that as my own. Uh, he may have thought it up independently, but I definitely got it. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. So thank you very much for that there, Ripper. And, um Yes, a lot of people are independently out there formulating uh, ideas, and I'm not certain that we could say that anybody took an idea from one another, but uh, I'm certain that uh, you did come up with that on your own, and uh, that's exciting. That's what Lost is all about, and uh, I'm just glad that folks are out there sharing their theories, including sharing them with us via these voicemails. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, let's see here. What else? He said something else that I was going to comment on, but I forget, so we'll just move on. Here we go. Hey guys, this is Paul from New York calling about your uh, last Lost podcast. 
by the way, I think I have a name for Charles and Claire. We'll call them Chair, if anyone hasn't made that up already. Uh, the author's name of that book that reading, her name is pronounced Anne Rhine. And interestingly enough, she wrote another novel called Atlas Shrugged, uh, which is about a group of uh, great achievers and thinkers who decide to uh, retreat from the rest of society and form form a secret um, underground group. And they literally uh, vanish from the world. Uh, sound familiar? Uh, I'm wondering if if uh, the writers of Lost are, are pointing us uh, not so much toward The Fountainhead, but towards this other book, uh, Atlas Shrugged, uh, in the same way that um, they have shown uh, Carrie, I think, from Stephen King, uh, which isn't really the book that they're, they're sort of pointing us to in that instance. They really want us to look at the stand. So maybe it's the author uh, and not, not the book um, that they're sort of referencing. Well, anyways, I hope someone finds it interesting, and uh, take care. Hi, this is Denise, and I'm calling from Streamwood, Illinois, which is right outside of Chicago. I have a theory or a thought bouncing off of Mike's idea from Italy that something's changed in the timing that Paolo and Nikki uh, may be there because of something that happened where Desmond changed something. My thought, maybe that's the same idea about Rose and Bernard. Maybe they're not there anymore because something happened, they never got on the plane, or maybe they died also in the crash. So something has changed in the original timeline, and I'm thinking that's why we don't see Rose and Bernard, and that may be how they're going to justify them not being on the show for a while. That's my thought. Sounds a little crazy, but maybe there's something to it. One other thought I had is I keep thinking about the tape talking about Sawyer, the tape on his glasses. Now, we saw that before, and I'm trying to decide if we saw that before the implosion and how much further out do we see it, or how much further do we see it before the implosion. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking that whole theory is, is pretty true, that there's a different timeline, and that tape on his glasses made me think about that also. So there's my thoughts, and I love your show, and can't wait for tonight's episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Boston Pete, and I'm calling about Lost. But all we're going to say is, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Locke is just... How far can that guy go down the rabbit hole before he realizes that everything that he does has such a repercussion that is tenfold that he will never learn when to stop? His dad is there. Is that enough of a wow effect for you? Is that an oh my god enough for you? I mean, come on, Stephanie. You wanted the wow effect? Was anybody expecting that? No. Oh my god. Now, if Jack had been on the boat, or excuse me, the submarine would have blew up, that would have been a wow effect. That would have been oh my god wow effect. But his dad is there. I could not stop laughing about that. It's hysterical. His dad is on the island. Okay? Now they jumped the shark. But in a good way. But thanks for the podcast, guys. Keep it up. Love listening to you guys. Talk to you later. See you. Bye. Well, hi, Cliff. Hi, Steph. This is Wayne from the Tuning In with Wayne Henderson podcast at whpodcast.com. 
Com. I want to call regarding the recent episode of Lost, and like many people, I too think that uh, Locke's dad is really there. I don't think he's the smoky black monster being manifested, because I don't think the black smoke monster comes to that part of the island. I think it stays in its own general area. And I do think that Locke's dad is going to turn out to be the leader of the others. And how about this? I also think that Jack's dad is alive on the island, and I think he's going to turn out to be the leader of some other yet-to-be-seen group on the island. I don't think it's uh, the Smoky Black Monster involved at all. But I would like to know what's going on with that thing. And I wanted to leave you with my new favorite quote from uh, Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof on the official podcast where they say, if Sanjaya can do it, I can do it. See ya. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Melinda from Dallas. And um, I was just listening to your podcast, and this was the part where um, you had the caller criticizing your criticisms um, and about the whole thing with knowing Claire was Jack's half-sister from the Anna Lucia episode. Um, One point I'd like to make is that if we hadn't had the Anna Lucia line, you guys would have been sitting there going, where did they get this from? I don't understand how this could be. But now we at least have something to look back on and be able to say, ah, it all makes sense now. Anyway, that's my two cents worth it. Y'all keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you very much. I'm just going to comment on that one uh, point there. If they had, I'm not arguing that they should not have the scene. I believe that they should have had the scene in Two for the Road, but we should have not heard the argument. I I would have, or I'm sorry, it would have been cool to hear the argument and and the question in everybody's mind, who was he arguing with? What was he arguing about? But they shouldn't have wrote in the lines and made it so clear and audible I want to see my daughter. She's my daughter, and I have every right to see her. Those are the two lines that I think should have been omitted. The screaming and the yelling and the arguing with the ladies should have been left into the scene, in that scene. They should have kept that scene, but yet not, and kept us guessing, what, who would he be arguing with? And that would have been good. So anyway, moving right along, i I got to get back to the office. Oh my gosh, so many voicemails. Here we go. Hey, Cliff and Steph, it's Jamie. Um... Yes, I do have you on speed dial, but that's just because I listen to the podcast while I drive, and I can't uh, type, nor do I want to crash trying to dial. So, just to settle that one. Um, I was listening to your uh, Friday Night Lost uh, recap from the man from Tallahassee, and I was just wondering if anybody has thought about the fact that perhaps um, that whole thing that the cure is worse than the disease, maybe the island is causing... uh, been to have the tumor because he's been on the island for so long that whatever healing power it initially had is actually going too far, and if you're exposed to it for too long, uh, it actually will make you sick. Uh, just a random thought. Uh, just wanted to share. Hope you guys have a great, uh, generally speaking, live tonight. It is uh, my birthday, so we are going to have dinner as a family, and I will not be able to listen, but have a great show. Bye. Hi guys, it's Jamie again. Um, one last thing, I listened to everybody talking about the box, and nobody brought up my thoughts. The loss, if it's what 
the Lossies really want, and they have some pretty twisted desires, Jeff said. Um, as soon as I heard a box, the first thing that popped into my head is something more along the lines of a Pandora's box, where uh, when you open that comes out, so maybe uh, it's everything that they fear more than everything that they want that is coming out of that box. And it kind of seems to go along with Ben's um, personality that he would be excited to show Locke something that Locke really feared and didn't want to see. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to see somebody who threw me out of an eight-story window, but uh, that could just be me. Anyway, uh, going again and picking up my daughter, so I will stop calling, because stalking is illegal in all 50 states. I'll see you later. Bye. Hi there, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Lost Girl from Marin, California. I really love your show, but this is the first time I'm calling you guys. I was just listening to your podcast, Review Enter 77, and I got a theory about why Mrs. Clue and Patchy, a.k.a. Mikhail, really would rather die than get caught by the survivors. I think they're more afraid of the others, Ben's camp, than they are of the survivors. Why? I think they're part of the revolutionary movement that Juliet was referring to when she held up the sign, Some of Us Want Change, on the video to Jack. Remember, Mikhail Bakunin was named after a famous Russian revolutionary philosopher and anarchist. Somehow, I think Juliet, Clue, and Patches are all part of the revolutionary movement that will be the war within the others. And Jack may become the leader of Juliet's revolutionary camp and fight against Ben's camp. This will get really interesting. See you guys later. Actually, hear you guys later. Bye. Hey Cliff, this is Eric from Indiana. I just wanted to leave you a message and say that it was great to see you guys at the uh, live event this past weekend. Had a really awesome time. Uh, it was really great to finally put a, a live face to The Voice and uh, meet you guys. My wife was really impressed. She thought you guys were really down to earth and everything, so I guess you, you must have done something right. And uh, Anyway, uh, I just wanted to say that I was really inspired by just seeing you guys have so much fun and enjoy what you were doing, and, and I'm really glad that your, your dream of a community coming together um, has finally started to happen in a live, tangible way, not just on a internet bits and pieces over a series of tubes kind of a way. So much so, in fact, that I, I have actually been inspired again to try and do a podcast. Uh, a friend of mine and I have decided that... Uh, we're going to do it on our lunch hour. And I was just really inspired. My wife thought, wow, podcasting's cool. And, and uh, she loved the, the little mixer board you had there and everything. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, that would be a great Christmas present for you, huh? And I'm like, um, yeah. Uh, plus, she was all excited about cleaning out the upper level that we have in our garage to let me use that as a little podcasting studio. So I just need to get some other microphones and, and a little bit of different setup, but I think it's going to work out. It, it'll be fun, because we're going to be doing it for fun. Thanks again, Cliff, for being such a, a great inspiration and uh, just a, a great host. Alrighty, thank you so much, Eric, and everybody who called in. And I just want to encourage everyone, again, uh, if you have a comment and you want to share it with all the Lost community, and especially the GSPN Lost community, a little tighter-knit family here, 
around the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. I encourage you to leave your comments, your your opinions, your theories at GSPN's listener line, which is currently 859-795-4057. And uh, that's area code 859-795-4057. If you want to write in and share what your theories are in text form, I encourage you not to email those to me. I am I, I literally am trying to dig my way out of about 180 different messages that I received in the last 10 days. And I just unfortunately don't have time to read all of those or even research which ones to put into the show notes for our, our, our live show on Friday night. So there is a way, though, if you want, if you're afraid to call in for whatever reason or you don't want to make a long distance phone call to dial in. There is a way that you can share your written out theories. We have a we have a whole forum devoted to the Generally Speaking Podcast Network, and it's specifically about 98% of the content there is all lost. And so if you go to gspn.tv slash forum, then you can uh, register and participate there with the rest of the GSPN community that's uh, already registered. And we already have well over 1,200 registered users, and I think there's probably about 50 to 60 people interacting there on a daily basis. So I definitely encourage you to, to do that with any kind of written response. Now, with that said, feel free though to continue to email me any kind of uh, feedback or just really short emails, just especially things of encouragement, saying that you really enjoyed an episode. But uh, that's all I have for today. I got to go to work. God bless. Bye-bye. internet talk show check it out at talkshoe.com